Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You know what I feel like doing? Being all elite. Oh, yeah. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always. Here to give you the lowdown, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? It's Aim on the Mic, a.k.a. the Original Pancake, a.k.a. the most adorable voice in radio, baby! Aim on the Mic. There you go. There's your name. But um, before we get into today's podcast, we'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. Now, baby. Baby. Now, DJM, I don't know if you've uh, if you've taken a gander at the wrestling world. I I mean, some might say it is on fire. Some may say it is it's just going crazy. But I say the wrestling world is too sweet right now. Baby. Baby. And in case you've been living under a rock, there has been a major return, a major shift, so to speak, in the wrestling world, and a surprise debut. Now, Baby. Yeah, let's let's break it down, <laughs> not DX style, because we're all elite on this podcast right now. We, we they, if everyone doesn't remember, me and Kalo got invited when AEW was first coming out on TV back in 2019. That's three. This is for the third anniversary. We were there when they were about to go on TV the next day or the next week. We are our elite. So once we got that letter, a comic for um and to be part of that, we jumped ship from Connecticut. Went straight down to Florida, sunny side Florida. Now let's. All right, I'm trying to figure out because how to go from biggest to smallest. But I, I, I think you have to go with biggest first. You got to do the, do the elephant in the room. The, the elephant in the room, the best in the world. CM Punk made his. I wouldn't say surprise. I mean, like it, it was, was the worst. It was a worst kept secret. Shout out to Be- Buddy Murphy. Yes, it, CM Punk is now all elite. He made his in ring debut at All Out in Chicago. Well, he made his debut on Rampage, but his, you know, you said in-ring debut, yeah. Yes. In-ring, with a pair of pants, I might add, tights. No, I didn't like it. I didn't People, like it. I didn't like it. People were uncomfortable, me included. Grant you, I feel like, much like, you know, I said when Baron Corbin shaved his hair, I was like, this kind of doesn't look right. I don't think I like it, but now I'm kind of used to it. It's he, actually it's Happy Corbin. Give happy. the man that we'll save that for the other <laughs> podcast because that I got a lot to say about that. But as of right now, CM Punk in AEW. I'm not looking at any other debut. I'm looking at CM Punk in AEW. Let me tell you that I'm a huge fan of CM Punk. Him and Rey Mysterio were the two, and I'd say Jeff Hardy were the two that really got me into wrestling. That whole summer punk, that was the time where wrestling felt like Alive. it was. It, yeah, exactly. And to get not only like that reaction he got when he first came out, mind you, the seven years, the MMA career, that's all good and well. Apparently he's retired now from MMA. Apparently. apparently. Yeah. I would hope he's retired because he didn't really fare too well. Mm-hmm. But We don't, we don't talk about that. We don't, we talk, don't about talk about that. that. But... The reaction he got, the emotion I felt, 
much like when Steve said, like, hey, I remember you. I'm glad we've been friends this whole oh, time. Oh, my God. No, stop it. All right. <laughs> All right. We're not talking about Blue's Clues. But, you know, the feeling you got, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for both of us. Maybe I'm only speaking for myself. It just felt different. Like, it felt unreal. Like, it, it wasn't yeah. happening. It wasn't happening. Because it was always like the running joke. Whenever crowds got mad during WWE tapings or anything, they chant CM Punk as if to say like, oh, look, look it's, it's us. Mm-hmm. But like, one, what are they going to chant now that CM Punk is in AEW? Mm-hmm. But two, two, this for AEW is such a huge get. I think it's like you could talk about Chris Jericho signing. You could talk about Gilly Amer- Amer- um, Kenny Omega, Pack, Alistair Black. Uh, like, they, I, they were, this was also talks in the making. They were back in 2019 when they were first they were trying to get CM Punk in hands. WWE got close by getting him on backstage. So it was like back and forth. And you thought, oh, Punk's never going to sign because it's money. It's what he said. If the money's night, if the opponent's there, I'll do it. And then just seeing there, like, I thought, I'm going to wake up at any moment. I don't believe it. Like, I always thought, because you never say never in the wrestling industry. If we, we learned that. But I just never. An example right here. Yeah. And you're like, you never know what can happen and who can show up. AKA freaking Aleister Black showing up after 30 days after when he got released. Like, but dude, I'm a big fan of Summer. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Punk. Um, I was always a big fan of him, even when he was doing the straight edge society stuff. Um, don't like the trunks he's wearing. Take him off. Um, I don't like how they're calling it the summer of punk, even though summer is over. Kind of like it was like it's literally it's like we're in autumn, guys. Like what summer? But I don't like that. But I do like the fact that he's here, and I hope he's not a part timer, and we can see him on every Wednesday or every Friday. Because I could see like if this was WWE, they could have been like, oh, you want to see this guy only on pay per view. So I hope. We could see him on Rampage or on um, Dynamite. Well, he did say in that press conference after he debuted on Rampage, he said he wants to be there every week. He wants to be a part of it. He wants that to can be- mean that can mean so many things. That can mean backstage. That can mean so many things. Expectations low. In my eyes, what he said directly was, "He's going to be there every Wednesday." He's gonna. He wants to potentially join the commentary team and do some of that stuff. He did that with Jericho this past um, recently, actually. Friday on Rampage, right, or something like that. I didn't want to date ourselves because I don't know when it's gonna go up. Ah, eh, you know, it all happens. But um, yeah, like, he wants to be involved, and you can tell. Like I talked about, like how he Punk just whenever he left WWE just did not want to be associated with wrestling, but. Jokes aside, how you feel about CM Punk, the look on his face when he came back out and the look he had on his face in the ring, you can just tell like he was like, man, I'm he said I fell in love with wrestling again. That that and also and he took a shot at WWE and which I think it was right. He's like, um, I left wrestling in 2005. I have come back to wrestling because granted, WWE is sports entertainment. It's nothing about it. Resonate. He took a shot, and I'm like, you uh, like I'm the type of person who's like, oh, if you're gonna make, if you're coming from WWE into another program, don't shoot at the company that hired you. Don't like 
what's the word? Don't talk bad to the mouth that fed you. Yeah. Right? That's something like that. I butchered it. But, but the fact that you know the story how CM Punk got treated, you know, even though they gave him a lengthy they fucked him over X amount of times. I think it was right for Punk to say. And, he, and it wasn't like shitting on the company. It was just stating a fact. It's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. So yeah. and then the crowd, I remember the crowd was electric when he said I left wrestling in 2005 and I'm have came back since and it felt so fucking great. To, and that electric everyone just popped out of their seats. And that was just great. But what, and the best part about this, and I'm gonna are you do you have to say anything else about punk before I uh, get my final thoughts? Yeah, um I'm very glad you mentioned that statement of whenever he said he left professional wrestling. Yeah. People got to understand while WWE, AEW, New Japan, it's all under the bubble of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. But WWE, much like New Japan has its strong style, very different. WWE is very much like what you said, sports entertainment. They go out of their way. It's in the name. Like, it's just who they are. They are entertainers. At the end of the day, dub wrestling, WWE, it's a carnival. It goes to every town. It sets up these magical lights. It's just a carnival. It's literally what it is at the end of the day. You're and entertaining these people. Not everything you're seeing, it's not true. People might not real. Some injuries happen, but the majority of what you're seeing is predetermined, and it's a carnival. Yeah. Entertain, it's to entertain you at the end of the day. Exactly. And, you know, comparing the two styles of AEW versus WWE – I'd say AEW, much like NXT is, but... Was, was. Was. Um, NXT was more, in my opinion, the wrestling show of WWE, the more professional wrestling aspect of it. Grant you, it's very entertaining. It has its segments and all that. But if I had to pick, like, Extreme Rules in a couple weeks or to watch an NXT TakeOver, the one I'm going to watch to see professional wrestling, to see great matches mm-hmm. i'm talking about that stuff i'm gonna watch nxt and you you could also see like the fights are completely different like the ones that happen on nxt to the ones it could be the same people like kevin owens and Sami Zayn. it's co- was completely different from the one they did at wrestlemania the one they did at um backlash wrestlemania completely different because you can show what kind of producers are at what point and where and it sucks what's happening to nxt now Anything else before I give my final thoughts? No, about, I'm just punk. I'm just happy he's back. I mm-hmm. want to see what he does with the company. Him versus the other person that came, and I'm not talking about Bay Bay. I'm talking about Yes Man. Um, I want to see how they handle each of those individuals because one, Punk is CM Punk. Punk is the unicorn of the wrestling world that everyone wanted. I want to see how they handle him versus mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the other guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I'm here for it. I'm all here for Punk. And I love how Punk, um, to, going to the next guy, um, I love how Punk teased him that, like, just give it a couple of minutes. He's on his way. The fact that, like, because you know Punk and Brian are really close friends. So the fact that Punk was like, I hear you. The fact that they interact with the audience and, like, because we know WWE, when somebody's chanting something, they just try to noise them out. AEW gets involved with the audience. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you want Mr. Yes Man, but give it a couple seconds. Speaking of Mr. Yes Man, apparently we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. This past episode of AEW, 
Daniel Bryan said he wants to fight him. So either if we're getting him on a pay per view or if they're getting a like the, like the one of the dynamite specials that they put the titles on the line, I'm all for it. I I was excited to see Daniel Bryan in that ring because he even said himself he exhausted his WWE career. He did everything he set out to do and more, and he's had matches with almost everybody on that roster. He did, and the fact that he was told he wasn't going to make it. From 2002, getting fired, coming back, getting fired again, coming back and getting a chance, and then shortly getting that taken away because of injury, and then coming back and having one hell of a run at the end. That's like a, that's like a perfect Hall of Fame story right there from front to back. Exactly. And let's not make any sort of assumptions. Any name we mentioned today has become a household name because of WWE. Let me get that out of the way. They definitely got their notoriety. Grant you, you can say Cole got it from New Japan, the Bullet Club, all that stuff. But whenever we talk about like Daniel Bryan, whenever we talk about CM Punk, the, the household name aspect... Not like us who like wrestling and will watch New Japan and Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, like those people alone, like whoever watches Ring of Honor know these people. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about like household names, the people that just watch like what's popping, like they'll watch WrestleMania just once a year, much like the Super Bowl. They turned Cole, Brian, Punk, and I'd even say Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot. Into household names. Oh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because Finn Balor, Prince Evit, I don't know if you saw this um, article, but he said back in 2016, he needed WWE. Mm-hmm. Now he said in 2021, I don't need WWE and WWE doesn't know me because everyone knows who Prince Evit is. So it's like, it's, and, and I think he's the first person to ever say it that like, I don't need WWE anymore. And they and he he says like they don't even need me. It wasn't even like a dick because he even said WWE doesn't need me. They just have me just to have me like, like a toy. Like you can't play with this. So this is my toy, mine. But um, the fact that and Finn was right. Like I didn't know. Granted, I knew a little bit of Finn. But I didn't know about the, the the paint he did on his body and all that. I learned that in NXT. But like he's right. Like all these people: Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole, Bebe, um, Alistair Black. We talking about him, Rusev. Now, even though I think Rusev was a made WWE guy, he wasn't in oh, the yeah. Indies. Um, but you have like th- those guys. You have the revival, also made in WWE, and got their Starks up. But now I think WWE. I think everyone's gonna be going to AEW now. How before the dream was was work at WWE, was get there, make it. Now I think the dream is to go to AEW now. It's not only the dream to go to AEW. I I still wholeheartedly believe the place to be if you're a wrestler, the place to be if you're a new wrestler. Let's say you're like Rusev. Let's say you're like the Revival. You're not those the high end. Grant you, I'm not saying they aren't bad. But mm-hmm. if you want to become a household name, WWE is still the place to go. Oh, WWE a- still sells out all of the... The arenas, they still sell out on merchandise. Even you would say the numbers for like TV, it doesn't matter because WWE still is the bigger brand, regardless. There's one person. I still think, I still think now moving forward, 
AEW is growing to be almost a direct competitor with WWE. They're a t-shirt company, not a competitor. And um, but going back to your role, and then we're gonna go talk about Daniel Bryan back yeah. in. But um, the one exception to the rule of, of a house team was AJ Styles, just because mm-hmm. he's been doing it since the late nineties. Oh yeah, because he went to every other promotion but WWE and got his stock level. Which props to you, like literally. You were like, WWE doesn't want me? Fine, I'm going to work my ass up. I'm going to raise my own stocks. I'm going to get it. And that was just great. Perhaps, like, people say, oh, Ric Flair is the greatest, Bret Hart. Nah, AJ Styles, just the fact that he did it with no big company backing him up and putting him on this. Even TNA, even though TNA mm-hmm. was big, a lot of people didn't know about TNA. Yeah. A lot of people, so it's like apparently WWE didn't know about TNA because I don't talk about it. But like, so I think AJ is one of the greatest just because he got his stocks up there. But um, do you agree or not? Oh, a hundred percent. For a wrestler, especially like at the time where the the rule was, if you're brand new to WWE, you go through NXT. Mm-hmm. That's just how you get to the main roster. For them to say to AJ Styles, who has been a part of TNA, New Japan, ROH, anything. WCW for him to just kind of leapfrog NXT come to the main roster have the debut at the Royal Rumble and ending the year with the WWE title exactly like it's unheard of and it's like those are the wrestlers that are again the household names I'm sure if you go to any normal casual fan before Mm -hmm. that and say who is this guy do you know who this is? They're going to say no. No, obviously not. No. It took is AJ... Is he in WWE? Well, that, would, that would be his question. Is he in WWE? No. Exactly. I, I, yeah. Um, It's like, you know, the New York Yankees yeah. of the sports world. You might not be a baseball fan, but you're a fan of the Yankees. Yeah. Because that's like the team. Mm-hmm. But getting back to Daniel Bryan, I, for the life of me, cannot tell you too much about the AEW roster primarily because I grant you, I know who's kind of on the roster, but I can't tell you their backstories or anything like that. I'm more interested to see how Daniel Bryan, much like I said before is treated within AEW because one, he says he wants to work less dates, but he also wants to work for new Japan. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see also like, yes, Daniel Bryan is, is he going to be there every week? Is he well, going to be in New Japan more? How is that going to work? So I'm glad you asked this question because, one, at the moment, Daniel Bryan, wouldn't, he said he would like to work for New Japan. He would not be working for New Japan because of the COVID restrictions mm. and all that. And then he has two kids. He has a wife and all that. So he said at the moment he would not be working at New Japan, which is reasonable. He also said in multiple times that he wants to beat the crap out of the best in AEW. And my final thing was that, I don't know if you heard, WWE, to keep Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan told WWE that he wants to work with New Japan. And WWE, Vince even said, um, he was going to let Daniel Bryan work for these other promotions. The fact that they, ha- they, were on, they were in communications with New Japan, be like, hey, let's have a working relationship. You can have my hottest superstar, Daniel Bryan, if you let us use some of yours. But WWE has burned that bridge down back in the 90s when they had all the Japan being, being the stereotypical, I hate America. Um, <laughs> if you're so, foreign, you just hate America. You just hate America, yeah. And if you're Canadian, you still hate America, even though you're uh, from the South. But, um, oh, America's in the South. But, yeah, so I don't think he's going to be working with you, New Japan. 
if his first match is gonna be at at Kenny o- against Kenny Omega at four, what is it? Four gear, right? That's full gear year. potentially. I don't know, or is yeah. it double or nothing? No, no double nothing's in May. May, yeah. So, will you have Kenny Omega drop the title? He almost has it for three hundred and sixty-five days because I think he won it in December at the uh, Winter's Coming. Okay, so this is gonna sound really like controversial of me, but. I do not want to see Kenny Omega drop the title to Daniel Bryan. On the on, on Daniel Bryan's first pay-per-view. On Daniel Bryan's first pay-per-view, only because, and this is like this is like the argument for why you shouldn't watch AEW. Look at that picture of the roster. Tell me how many people are from WWE, right? So that's the argument. Oh, it's just where WWE superstars go once they get fired. That's, it, that was his, that was TNA. That was TNA. But my argument against that one is, first of all, if CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Daniel Bryan, and I'll include Ruby Soho, if they walk into your building right now and you're Impact, you're telling me you will not sign those people? If you're New Japan, you're not going to sign those people? Like, it's just business at that point. You're like, these are the top three, four wrestlers in the world right now. Why wouldn't I want to sign them? They'll print me money at that point. But to get back to your question about um, Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega, I'd rather Kenny hold on to the title to build the legend that is Kenny Omega. And I'd much rather him lose the title to somebody who is not to like contradict myself, but in that Daniel Bryan mold where they're the underdog, where they're the person that everyone's cheering for. I'm getting that kind of vibe. And I don't know. I could be wrong because I do not watch AEW on the regular basis. Fake fan. Get Fake fan. I'm getting that vibe from jungle boy. That he okay. gave me the next thing. Daniel Bryan. That not the next, but like he's that underdog that the crowd is severely behind. I'm just getting that vibe from like Jungle Boy, and that's just a name to pull out of the hat. Darby Allen, another great star to kind of put that title on and have the recognition. I'm trying to think of other people within that business right now. You can have Pac. Yeah. Pac, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Most underrated wrestler, Sammy Guevara. I feel like he, he would blow up. Oh, Andrade? Oh, no, El Idolo? I mean, mm. I don't know. Like For me, there's so many young talent, mm. potential megastars within that company. And all it takes is that one star to put them over. So, Which is why I think Daniel Bryan isn't going to win and take that title off Kenny Omega. I don't know. I it just, could just be me. I just counted how many wrestlers are from WWE Superstars. And, oh, my God. It's a lot. It it's is a lot. A lot. But a lot. If, if you're telling me that you're not going to take those superstars and not sign them, you got to be re- like off your rocker. I know, and, and that's the great thing about Tony Khan, because he know unlike Dixie Carter, who just wanted them, oh, you worked at WWE, come over here. You have to raise your stock. Tony Khan, first of all, Cody Rhodes, half of his friends work at there. He hired half his friends, because they know not only are your friends, but you're also underrated. I know how good you are. And two, Tony Khan watches WWE before AEW. He knew these superstars. Yeah. He knows wrestling, which is surprisingly because you think a new wrestling promotion opening up, like AKA Dixie Carter, they had nothing to know. They didn't know anything about wrestling. 
Tony Khan knew about wrestling. He knew about these people, these underrated stars. Let's hire these guys in, which I think was brilliant. And I think, I really think you either have Jungle Boy, like you said, or you have Daniel Bryan lose because he thinks he's better than everyone else since he was in WWE. Yeah. You have have that, you have that eagle in. Yeah. So you're going to be booking Daniel Bryan as the heel. No, you have Daniel Bryan. No, no, you have Candy of the Hill. Daniel Bryan's yeah. just he's he's not a heel, but he could be like, oh, you know, I I trump, I beat people that you couldn't see. I beat yeah, him, like like doing shade to like the stuff at WWE. Like I have trampled over Fireflies. Shout out to Bray Wyatt, who might be going to AEW. Um, I survived like you know phenomenal ones like dudes, yeah. like all that. But then you have him lose, and then and then. You have the best in the world, CM Punk, lose as well. Then you have one person who can only beat Kenny Omega, oh. and oh. that is Adam Cole, baby. I do, yeah. I don't know. Something seems sketchy about Adam Cole and the Elite. I, I don't know what it is, but something just seems off. <laughs> but for me, all right. If I had a book. CM Punk's first loss. I don't know if we're on the same wavelength here, but I know exactly who he's who he should lose to. I know the exact oh, superstar. Oh. Can you, all right, take a take one guess. Looking at the roster, I just take one guess. Oh, Chris Jericho. Nope, wrong. Really? If, if you want a superstar to have the oh, Cole, heat, oh Cole Cabana, no. If you want one superstar that you you're out of guesses, by the way, oh, if you shit. want one superstar to have the heat of the world on them and who can take that heat and turn it into pure gold. M J F. Oh, I forgot about him. Have oh. CM Punk's first loss be to MJF. Do you know the amount of heat, <laughs> the amount of anger driven to this one person who can take that anger and work it into something amazing? He's the uh, modern day Chris Jericho. Let's just face it. And um, would you want CM Punk to be on like, an undefeated streak, proving that he is the best in the world and no one can beat him? And then you have MJF come beat him. I say you let Punk ride out the year as like a a person who wins because you gotta obviously build it up and make mm-hmm. it grand. And potentially on, let's just say they do another pay-per-view in Chicago, have him lose. Have him lose right there at MJF. In Chicago? In Chicago. They might not make it out of the building alive. I was, I was about to say, they would eat him alive. There's I know. no way he's making out of Chicago. Or, or oh, 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 I'm like a little kid at a candy shop. You have him You have him have the title, right? And then at Chicago, you have MJF win it and do the exact same thing. Blow him a kiss yep. and walk over the crowd. The crowd might punch him. Yeah. But uh, be like, oh, if they do that. Because MJF recreated Chris Jericho's shirt and everything like yep. that. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Talk so underrated. That's an underrated guy. So I want to move on to um, Adam Cole now since we've been talking about him a lot. So 
I don't know if you've heard the report of his reported main roster plans. Oh my god, I heard about this. I heard about this. Okay, so oh you have so you have heard about them. Uh, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> for the, for the people that don't know what these plans were, apparently WWE creative pitch for Adam Cole was to have him remain with the company involved in becoming a manager. That's right, a manager. Oh One of the best wrestlers on the roster become a manager to a heel Keith Lee. Now let me remind you who was the person that took the NXT championship off of Adam Cole. That's right. It was Keith Lee. And they liken this to a Bobby Lashley slash Leo Rush dynamic on the main roster. So basically Adam Cole heard that plan and was like, yeah, I'm out, baby. The the sheer amount of balls on WWE creative to pitch that to Adam Cole while he's ending his contract. While he's pretty much his, con- done- his, his contract was ended. Granted. Yeah, his contract was up. While he was a free agent, no ninety day p- compete clause or anything like that. To pitch that to him, a manager role. This guy was the leader of Undisputed Era. This man carried NXT on his back for the past year. I would say even more. But to pitch that to him, no knock on Keith Lee. Very that's talented, that's- great everything, but a manager role. I at what point at what point do you just call it quits? I know W I know Adam Cole wanted he he said a big thing for him to sign with WWE if he keeps control of his um Twitch if he goes yeah. to the main roster. And I think that's reasonable. But the fact that you're gonna be the guy who's compared to Shawn Michaels, many former superstars have compared AJ and Adam Cole to the next Shawn Michaels. And you're gonna and you see the work this shows you how the creative doesn't look, watch NXT. They don't care about NXT. Every storyline that they have, they're like, oh, that's not canon to us. You could, you, they could be, it's just like, look at, I think also Adam Cole saw a killing his cross and he was like, oh God. Oh, Remember God. the Survivor Series thing where he was like the head guy leading NXT and like he was one of the, soul, was he the, no, that was Keith Lee. Keith Lee was the last one. Yeah. But like he was pushed. Adam Cole was he fought pushed. Daniel Bryan in the SmackDown. Like oh And my. won? Didn't he win? I think he won. I don't know. But he still, won. like Adam Cole was the Payday. dude. Was the dude. He was the Shawn Michaels. And you Ugh. Oh, you don't have anything. Have him just freaking do what he does in NXT. Be the soul guy. You, you he could have had a new group. Named freaking mate um freaking um Mason uh, T-Bar could have been part of Adam Cole and be the, like the next um group. Make them drop the T-Bar and Mace gimmick and go back to Drive for Trollfisk and um I don't know who what Mace um T-Bar's name was. I forgot. But what? um yeah, you could have him and he can have his own group like the and then have be like, oh yeah, this is better than the Undisputed Era. And, yeah. Oh my god. But let's save the WWE talk for another podcast because this is oh, AEW. Baby. As of right now. As of right now, Adam Cole and AEW is a part of the elite. I don't wink. know. Wink. Uh, something seems a little off on that. Because they killed him. He died. Yeah. Yeah, he died. Back from the dead. Mm-hmm. But um, where do you see Adam Cole going? Because right now I'm trying to think of a match to put him in or like a feud to put him in right away. Something to me screams John Moxley. Maybe I- even... Hangman Adam Page, you can do you could do that. Um, I could see him going for the TV the TNT title. 
Ooh. So you can have, oh you can have the you can have the elite have all the titles and end up um and um EW. But I I'm calling it now. I'm calling it from a long shot. I think Adam Gogo is gonna do what Randy Orton Randy Orton did when he joined back with the authority just to get close to Seth Rollins and and an attack him when he's least vulnerable. And I think that's what because they don't forget no Japan. Like unlike WWE who has no continuity whatsoever, they remember their ties even though they brought him back. He's just probably just waiting. For the right moment to go, or you could have Adam Cole be the new leader of the elite, the Dark Order, the Dark Order. No, no, shoot. But I think you're right. A Hangman Page, or maybe CM Punk. I want to save that for later, like down the road, because potentially Chris Jericho. Yeah, Chris Jericho. But remember, I'd say this past week, Kevin Owens tweeted the coordinates to like Mount Rushmore, and that was a group that Kevin Owens, Adam Cole, and I think the Young Bucks were in, in ROH. So, you know, we'll save all that good stuff for later. But now I want to move on to Ruby Soho. A debut that was highly rumored, apparently, whenever you release a highly produced vignette that looks like a movie about you breaking out of jail, you are <laughs> going to AEW. But- before you go, I love how Alistair Black and... Uh, John Marksy, don't be like, oh, hey, when did you break out? Like, can you get yeah. some continuity with these? That'd be great. The AEW Cinematic Universe. But <laughs> Ruby Soho was the Joker in the Casino Battle Royal. She now has a title opportunity against Britt Baker, DMD. Ooh, Adam Cole knows how to pick him. Adam Cole does know how to pick him. But I am very excited about Ruby's run now that it seems like there's a lot of trust in her to kind of take off and do her thing. I'm here for it. I'm very much here for it. It's just the one thing I want to see, but also not kind of see is the outcome of this match because something tells me they're not taking the title off Britt Baker anytime soon. Right? Like, is, am I, I, just... I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you, you know how I feel about Britt Baker. I love her. And I don't want her to lose the title. And but with Ruby, I think because like the, my only knowledge of her is from the main roster. I never saw her in NXT, and I'm just like, okay, she's not she's not too special. Like, That's the thing. Apparently, she. I'm not saying apparently she is very underrated as far as her in ring skill goes. But again, she's not that well highlighted because she was never showcased in WWE. So I guess it's now up to her to either sink or swim here in AEW. She has the spotlight on her. It's up to her to kind of dictate what she does with it. Now, in closing, let's say two or three years down the line, who do you think will be the biggest get from this batch of AEW recruits? Cole, Brian, Punk, or Soho? What was the question? Who do you think will be the bigger get between Cole, Punk, Ruby, and... Daniel Bryan. You know, you, you, you got, I think, Punk, because he's you know seven years, but I got to go with my boy. You know him. Let's all say it together. Adam Cole, baby. I'm with you. I'm with you simply for the fact that he himself is tied to the elite. Mm-hmm. While CM Punk arguably is a bigger star, Daniel Bryan, too, as well, you know. Them two just kind of seem like they're hovering for now. 
I think Adam Cole has a better long-term plan for him in AEW. I also think Ruby has a good plan within the women's division of AEW, but I just don't want to see her flounder behind everyone who has been there already, like Anna Jay, the Bunny, Big Swole I'm a big fan of. But it's interesting to kind of see how they're going to handle these people two or three years down the line, especially when you add in other people they will recruit later on in the year. Like I said, Kevin Owens was heavily speculated to go and be a part of all elite wrestling. So we shall see. I don't know. It, it's going to be fun. The The war in the wrestling world is back. And I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about everything that wrestling is doing right now for its viewers, for its listeners. Now, in closing, is there any remarks you have to make on AEW or any of these signings? My only rebuttal is that Adam Cole is all elite, baby, and I can't be more happier. I couldn't agree more. I'm I'm really excited to see Punk back in the ring. I don't know. It's just cool. It's something we always talked about, speculated on, and now it's finally here, and it's just like, wow, it really is happening. But that about does it here for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday. we got the Get Comfy Game Break and the Get Comfy Podcast every Friday and Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Podcast Network. But you know what? We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.